Welcome to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Cassie. I'm Alex. I'm Amanda. And I'm Maria. And today we are talking about sleep. And I was laughing as I was preparing for this podcast and staying up too late. <laughs> Seemed very <laughs> ironic. That's just <laughs> ironic. That's the truth. Yeah. But, um, but I was like, okay, I need to focus on this more because I have to, uh, you know, again, be honest. This is probably my, my biggest vice that I have in life is that um, I don't get enough sleep. So, um, cause I do a lot of other things really well to take care of myself. So I know there are a lot of people out there that, um, probably are in the same boat and it's just kind of that elusive good night's sleep. I'm also 47 next week. And so, um, so at this time in your life for any of those people out there that are in their ladies and their forties and fifties probably know, um, it gets harder and harder to get a good night's sleep. Um, also with our busy full lifestyles. So, um, you know, we have tons of barriers. I was laughing um, we were just talking, we were laughing about the list of barriers that are associated with disruptive sleep patterns. Um, so I'm going to list off a few here, which is like, everybody has a lot of these. Um, so if you have kids, so definitely, um, if your partner snores, um, if your brain has a hard time shutting off, if you use any electronics at all, which is pretty much everyone, um, you have high stress or anxiety, your hormones are all over the place. You have to go to the bathroom at night. You have a pet. You don't exercise, you eat a highly processed, high sugar diet, you take medications, or you have any underlying health conditions, any of Just those a few. <laughs> can Start negatively right, affect your sleep. So it's really no wonder that we're often walking around like zombies half the day, um, can't remember things, irritable. We talked about being hangry at our last one. And we also, there's probably needs to be a word for sleep deprived as well. Um, and that we want to grab that energy drink to get through some of the day. And, and Maria and I just did a Facebook live not too long ago mm -hmm. about energy drinks. So you can go check that out. Um, if you have questions about that, we're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> we're going to talk about other things you can do um, because there is a healthier way. So, so let's start off with some of the facts of sleep and I'll let Alex go start with those. Yeah. So the first one I think is super interesting. We spend a third of our life asleep. Such a waste. It makes me want to stay <laughs> up. Just don't sleep enough, I, right? I have FOMO now. I'm like, what am I, what could I be doing <laughs> instead of sleeping? I could be doing all kinds of stuff, but that's really, but it is important that, you know, you spend a third because then how well you sleep also determines how the rest of, you know, the two how thirds well you of perform. you awake. Yeah, yeah it would yeah. be. Um, so that's why sleep is important. Um, another fact, our brains are very active during sleep. Um, so it is not a time where your body is doing nothing. There are many essential processes going on. Um, so again, lots happening while you're sleeping. Interesting. Um, sleep is a cycle of non-REM and REM sleep. So non-REM cycles start at the beginning and is 90 to 110 minutes long. The cycle length varies through the night. Our deep sleep is one of the non-REM cycles. Yes. Oh. What does REM mean? Rapid eye movement. Okay. <laughs> so I'm guessing your eyes move around rapidly in that time. <laughs> so I, yeah. So, but okay. your deep sleep, um, is really is in that non REM sleep. So, um, and it's, yeah, sleep cycles are interesting. They're de different, um, different cycles and they're different lengths. Um, but we know if how long you're in the, the REM and the deep sleep really impact how well you're rested whenever you feel when you wake up and also when you wake up in those cycles also will determine how you feel when you wake up. And we'll talk about some technology that can help kind of figure some of that out um, a little bit later. So, um, so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Sleep is an interesting thing. Yeah. 
Um, and two, we talked about sleep cycle. It's regulated by our circadian rhythm, which is our internal clock. Um, and then circadian rhythms are largely affected by day and night cycles of the sun, but also light and dark inside your house, electronics. That's an important one. Temperature, exercise, nutrition, and many other factors. So it's not just light and dark. There's a lot of different other factors, I think is what you're saying here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause it is, I mean, largely determined by the sun, you know, sunlight, but also we have a lot of artificial light. And so that can affect it as well. Um, and so yeah, lots of different things. Yeah. So if you're TikToking late at night, it yeah. could be scrolling through, like, Cut back. why? Come back. Yeah. And then melatonin, which a lot of us have probably heard of that, is our sleep hormone that is released to signal that you're getting ready to go to sleep, along with a slight decrease in body temp. So this is why you may feel cold in the evening. I'm a total, like, sweatpants and hoodie sleeper. So am I, and that's so weird. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Like, when I'm really tired... <laughs> I sound stupid right now, but I do get cold. Same. Me too. Yes. I get so cold. That's, Amanda's that's not thing. Yes. <laughs> like, I thought that was just... <laughs> you like, I, I thought that was just a thing. Nothing. <laughs> or I can't sleep. That's, yeah. I, I love that everybody's different. Yes. Yeah. Like that. Well, like, my yeah. nose gets cold. It's, like, super annoying. And yeah. It's, and I'm, it's probably because I'm trying to stay up to do stuff. But I right. and your body's telling you you need to go to bed. Don't do anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I'll have to pay more attention to that in my own yeah. body. Yeah, it's interesting. But when, once I'm in bed, I'm hot, and so yeah. it's like I'm cold, and when I'm tired, and then I'm, I'm all dressed in my fuzzy that's fleece, me. everything, and then so it all funny. comes off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's on the side of the bed yeah. by the end of the morning. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so it is interesting. But I didn't realize that was really um, due to in part melatonin, you know, because yeah, we hear yeah. about melatonin. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. So, Very yeah. interesting. Um, and then tryptophan, which is an amino acid, is absorbed from our food and converted into serotonin in the brain. And then serotonin is then converted into melatonin through a reaction that requires magnesium, B5, B6 vitamins. So nutrition, very important process in this. Um, and then sleep varies by person, uh, but you can't change how much you sleep how much sleep your body needs. So some people need a lot of less sleep, a lot less sleep. But if you're someone who needs a lot of sleep to thrive, you can't get used to less sleep than you need. Yeah. This is gotcha. so true. Yeah. I, I thrive at like 10, 11 hours, even 12 hours. And I feel really great. If I'm getting like eight or nine hours, I feel terrible. But like my husband yeah. thrives at six to seven. If he goes over that, he feels terrible. Yeah. So it just mm. depends on the person. Yeah. Everyone's different. And I thought it was interesting. You can't really change like what your body needs. That's just how it's made. So yeah, um, yeah very interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can't like um, challenge yourself and, um, you know, get less sleep for a year and then feel fine with it. So you're always going to have negative impacts. It's wild hearing that. Like I can't imagine having that much sleep. Yeah. Like the 10 hour, like. I don't know how I survived mornings for 17 years or whatever on three and a half to four hours of sleep. That was your sleep? That was pretty much it. Because you, Did I you feel like this late? Were you like, I'm, well, I'm all right? It's, you can, people who work overnights, um, you, your body does what you have to do to get a job done. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you look, there's graveyard shifts. I mean, there's people who work in the emergency rooms emergency officials, you know, police. Uh, I just got used to getting up at a certain time and got the coffee and did the news and did my shift and I'd come home and sleep. And I think my, my non-REM, like the deeper sleep, was actually in the afternoon when I got home and everybody was at work in the neighborhood, so it was quiet. And I slept so well, but my 
regular, like going to sleep at whatever time, 11 or 12, whenever I was going to sleep, I don't feel like I got a real deep sleep because I was anticipating needing to get up mm -hmm. at 2.33, you know, and get to work. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but then after a while, I mean, there's, there's a, you know, consequences from that. I mean, I had bad sciatica. Uh, you know, I just, I, I struggled with many things, Cassie knows, because I felt like my appetite was off, my metabolism was off. Uh, but I mean, that was what I had to do, you know, to make it work with my family and help the kids with homework and rides and all that. So yeah, like yeah. you said, get the job done. Bodies are it. resilient. <laughs> it is. Are. Yeah. And really, like I said, you don't, you're, you as a human can adapt to handle less sleep like you did or whatever schedule, but that doesn't mean your body doesn't have negative effects. Right. You know, it doesn't that's mean kind that of the, yeah, it's okay for like your body. What you were saying. Right. 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 You yes. force your body to do right. it. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there were definitely times I was super tired, you know, and then you're not in your best. You know, I would wonder the shift. It's great for picking up the kids and doing all these other things. Nightside. This is when I worked mornings, but am I spending quality time with my family? I'm like a zombie, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's always a trade-off. For sure, for sure. Um, and that's good insight from your end. Yeah, um, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, and I know you mentioned you also said that, like, whenever you are anticipating getting up, that it makes you it hard. sleep as well. I'm yeah. totally like that. Um, if I have, like, an early flight or whatever, I, like, don't sleep because I'm like, 2 a.m., wake up. <gasps> Did I miss it? 2.15. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. So it's kind of interesting how people's bodies are... Um, last fact here, which makes sense when you're very active or you're an athlete, you typically need more sleep than usual to recover. Um, and this can be still, and then, I mean, this can vary by person again, but that's pretty typical. So, yeah. So, um, so just some interesting sleep facts, really we'll come back to the melatonin, the tryptophan, um, serotonin, you know, those kinds of things, um, about some things that you can do to help improve your sleep. And so in here shortly, but first we're going to talk about some of the benefits of getting enough sleep very briefly because we do have a lot to talk about. So I'll let Amanda talk about some of these things. Here we go. <laughs> Improved mental health decreased anxiety and depression, improved post-exercise recovery, enhanced cognitive performance, like quicker thinking, quicker reflexes. Who wouldn't want that? Improved mood. Who also wouldn't want that? Mm -hmm. um, improved hormone balance. That's a big one. That's, what, that's why women tend to need more sleep than men because we produce more types of hormones and more volumes of hormones. So we typically need more time for those things to reach equilibrium. Healthier immune system, better pain tolerance, decreased risk of heart disease and diabetes, improved athletic performance, and decreased injury risk. Yes, all good stuff, all things we want. And so, um, and, you know, too, as I was doing some of this research, um, the decreased car accidents was one of the things that there's a lot of research on um, a lot of the car accidents that are caused from people falling asleep at the wheel. And they have a lot of data. Um, it's crazy how many people are killed every year because they fall asleep at the wheel. And the majority, I think 50% of the accidents are in males um, in their early 20s or younger. And oh, wow. so that age group tends to, you know, maybe not get as much sleep. I don't know, or yeah. drive whenever they're tired or whatever, but, um, but just some interesting facts, you know, so, um, but that's just another thing that we can do, um, to help prevent car accidents is get enough sleep. So, um, so sleep is really affected by many things and we're not going to go into these, um, in too, too much detail, but, um, you know, the, your age, definitely, you know, um, babies can sleep a ton. And so, and as you get older, um, you don't necessarily need less sleep, you just get less sleep and 
you deal with it. And so um, also, you know, the physiological health. So any kind of medications you're on, hormones, sleep disorders, any of that. Um, psychological health um, is a big one too because um, your brain controls a lot of your sleep patterns. Um, also culture and society. Um, maybe, you know, Maria, do you want to talk about some of these things? Because I think some of it's just uh, worth noting. Yeah, on in the, American yeah. culture, lack of sleep is often used as a, a badge of honor and the need for sleep is often associated with being weak or soft, which I feel, yeah, like yeah. the deadline pressure for my job, you know, uh, feeling like you need to be an overachiever and juggling it all, you know, being a working mom. I think that plays into many jobs. Yeah, or like people saying they they don't take naps. Or like, no, I'm not a napper. But I'm like, naps are such a good thing. We need to take naps if you have the time to. But I think people think it's like weakness or being soft when they Right. I, I felt the pressure of like powering through it. Just power through yeah. it. Get an energy drink, get a cup of coffee, and, you know, just keep going. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's your body telling you to slow it down in order to recharge. Sleep is not consistently considered an important part of overall health and well-being for kids or adults. We have late practices, games, work schedules. I mean, the summer sch- – I know many parents who have over-scheduled their kids, and that's just – part of the pressure if you want to be a competitive athlete too, like that is a whole other discussion. Um, we are constantly rewarded for doing more things in our day and sleep uh, is what often goes by the wayside. Again, like the overtime, like it's really hard. Uh, we hear the talk of, oh, a four day work week. And I'm like, that's never gonna happen in my, in my industry uh, because there's that whole, well, there's always news. There's always something, you know, and I think that that bar is high in many businesses and companies. Uh, and also you often feel like you need to choose between other important activities like exercise, spending time with your family, doing fun things with friends, and then, you know, uh, that you need that time to sleep. So finding that balance in our culture is super challenging. Yes. And that's not something we can necessarily change today, but little by little, you know, I think a lot of um, things in our culture are changing for the better, you know, and hopefully sleep is something, but trying to be supportive when people say, cause I know often if you even say you take a nap, people are gonna be like, Oh, that must be nice. Yeah. Or, you know, yes. you know, automatically you're like, well, you know, you must not have a hard schedule, you know? Right. Um, so, or have an easy life or whatever. So, um, so just again, thinking about how we talk um, to each other about those things and being supportive um, and being supportive of your kids needing sleep, you know, those kinds of things too. Yeah. Yeah. Our culture places such an emphasis on self-worth tied to productivity in your day or like how, how you can achieve in the workplace. But I feel like eventually there will be a swing back culturally to finding self-worth with like how healthy you can be and how Mm -hmm. well you can treat your Mm -hmm. body and be in tune with your body. So I'm starting the nap club. The nap club. I in. like it. So I'm going to sleep back to work. <laughs> yeah. And then we can hang out. Yeah. You know. <laughs> there you go. The cat's going to where is Matt? So Amanda, where now? Where is everybody? <laughs> We're going to build it at our schedule. <laughs> when it was just me, I literally had a, a cot in like the extra office. Did yeah. you and really? I would totally take 20 minute nap. Yeah. You know, yeah. On Monday, I did that yeah. here. I went I in my office napping. and laid down. But if I am somebody that's like, now I will lay down and nap. I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like watching TV, I'll like pass out. Right. That's I can't funny. just think yeah. more like that, you know? too. Yeah. yeah. I wish I was more like that where I'm like, okay, I will lay down and nap. They but, say yeah. that 20 minutes is the optimum time mm-hmm. for napping. Mm-hmm. If you go over, you feel groggy. If you go under, it's not enough. Yeah, I agree. So you set a 20-minute timer. Yes. yes. Perfect. And that has to do with those sleep cycles. So, yeah. yes. And so, yeah, I have a um, confession. I have taken a nap with uh, my five-pound-of-fat model as my pillow on my desk <laughs> so far. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, we need to post that picture somewhere now yeah. because that's that hilarious. That's a podcast photo. Oh it's my gosh. With her hat. People who don't that's know what incredible. we're talking about are like, what like does that look like? Weirdest place I've napped. I can't even think of anything now. I don't know. Yeah. That is hilarious. Car line, you know. I have to say, yeah. In the car waiting yeah. for practices yes. and for sure. So, that is so sure. funny. Yeah. Oh my anyway. <laughs> it was a pretty good pillow, I have to say. Yeah. Could be worse. Um, yeah. So, um, also, you know, our um, behaviors definitely, which we're going to talk about a lot of those, um, will definitely affect your sleep and then um, our environment too, which we will talk about. And so, um, so here, you know, some of the top sleep habits that are shown to be helpful is going to be what we're talking about next. And so, um, but first, really, we've talked about this earlier. Um, you really need to figure out how much sleep you need to thrive. Um, to me, that's step number one. <laughs> you know, how how much sleep do you feel good with? And really work on your specific habits. It's very individualized to help you get to your goal. So there will be things that work for some that other people don't need. So we'll talk about, like I said, some things today, but really think about what do you need and how can you get there? Um, so figuring out what you need is kind of that awareness part of um, your health journey. So um, you can often start with keeping a sleep journal with how much sleep you get, and then you can kind of make notes about how you feel, maybe rank it from one to 10, having a number associated with it sometimes is helpful. Like one could be barely functioning. I barely survived my day to 10 being I am thriving in life. I feel great. I feel like um, my sleep didn't negatively affect me at all. So whatever that means for you, again, that can vary by person. So you can be very, you know, just basic and write it down on a notebook piece of paper. Um, you could also get fancy and get a tracking device, um, like a whoop is something that um, can track your sleep cycles and see how you're doing. And you can make changes and see if you get improvement. Yeah, so I used, I used a whoop for like two years and it told, it would tell me like how well I recovered, like if I was in the red or the yellow or the green of like, you needed more sleep based on your activity or you needed less or whatever. Is this an app? I have no idea what so a whoop is. It's, it's like a, a device. Band. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's okay. a band you wear and it stays charged for like three days and mm -hmm. it's a you um, actually subscribe to it. So you pay either a yearly or a monthly fee and it gives you, a, it tracks a bunch of data. So it'll track like your, how much oxygen you're using, your body temperature, your breathing patterns, your heart rate, and it knows so what cycles you're in. Um, the other cool thing, which we've talked about these sleep cycles and how well um, you know, how easy it is for you to get up and, and how good you feel really depends on what cycle of sleep you're in and how much sleep you got. But they have alarms and you can say, okay, I need to get up in this time frame. And they have devices that know what sleep cycle you're in and they'll wake you up in the best place between that time frame as far as where your sleep cycle is, wow. which is really interesting. That is yeah. interesting. So, um, and they'll buzz like your blood, buzz your wrist um, mm -hmm. with it. And so, um, so I think that's so cool. You know, that I haven't is. tried it yet. So yeah. um, if anyone wants to comment on the, you know, podcast post, if you have tried this and if it worked well for you, but I think that's an interesting concept. Yeah. And another, like just thinking about alarms, I know the ones that like are the sunrise, you yep. know, people mm -hmm. do that too, mm -hmm. rather than like the iPhones, like, meh, meh, like mine, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if anybody's tried that too. And if that makes a big no. 
difference What's in like a movie how where there's it? an alarm clock and it like sizzles bacon on the top of it because that's what I'm trying to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I like that. Smell that. Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, so, um, so we'll we'll kind of go around and just talk ab- about some of the each of these habits um, that do work for a lot of people. That yeah. you know, first again, figure out where you are. But these are some things that tend to work for people. Yeah, I like that. Um, first, sticking with a similar schedule on the weekend and weekdays. I feel like having a baby makes that pretty easy yes it does it's make like it oh easy. gotta get home baby's gotta go to sleep so then we can go sleep because we love our sleep because it used to be like you know our fr- a lot of our friends are like midnight we're still playing cards or whatever and I'm like we gotta go um so I think that's important sticking to a similar schedule if you can um and then set personal boundaries so you can decompress from work stress or other factors that can keep you up at night I think that's a yeah, really important. That's one. important because I know I know if I'm working on my computer too late, I'm gonna have a hard time getting to sleep, mm-hmm. just because I'm too. I get stimulated because I get tired, and then it's like once you get past that point of being tired, and then you're you're like I got to get through this. Then I get real, you know, just a lot of energy, <laughs> and I can't stop, you know. Yes. And so um, it's interesting, but yeah, setting a routine for when you stop working um, or stop doing things that are stressful, <laughs> um, you know, unless you have teenagers, then sometimes you can't control that. <laughs> right. Right. You know, but I feel um, that. yes, so um, that's good. Um, and then Amanda, you want to talk about the next one? Yes, I'm a big proponent of a healthy bedtime routine. Figuring out what time you want to go to bed and how long your bedtime routine takes, so you can plan ahead. Also, this is a biggie, and I work on this with clients a lot. Turning off electronics a couple of hours before bed. Also, maybe considering not having any electronics in your bedroom, like no TV, um, not taking your phone in there, leaving your phone somewhere else, just because we do have research that shows that blue light can harm sleep patterns. Um, Taking a warm bath. Ooh, that sounds nice. Or sit in a hot tub or a sauna an hour or so before bed to kind of relax your body. Yeah, and it also helps with the temperature part because Mm -hmm. it gets you get the kind of like melatonin. It's a signal for your body when your temperature is high and it drops in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you get out of the bath into a cooler room, that's going to automatically start some of the releases of the hormones and everything and say it's time to sleep. So there's, yeah, so that's why that works so well if you've tried it. Yeah. your spouse hot tub for health yes (laughs) (laughs) Um, set your ac on a schedule so it goes down about an hour before bedtime we do this at my house i like it to be like 68 or 67 degrees in my sleeping space because i feel like i sleep better Um, doing something relaxing that's not on a screen to unwind before bed so reading a book that's what i usually do and then go to bed and wake up at a similar time every day even on the weekends yes so you maria you want to talk about the next one yeah Uh, Avoid drinking lots of fluids or eating too close to bedtime, which actually can be challenging for me now that I'm nightside. Uh, So especially with the caffeine thing, I feel like I need to pick me up uh, late. But avoid having too much. If you're waking up in the night to go to the bathroom, you may try getting your fluid in earlier in the day and then just sip when you're thirsty in the evening. Like don't guzzle a whole lot of water. Focus on your eating habits. Avoid distractions while eating dinner. Include foods that help you feel your best before sleeping, so not something super heavy or that's gonna give you an upset stomach. Practice intuitive eating, so you're listening to your satisfaction cues, super important there. And avoid overeating in the evening. Like you don't wanna be, uh, sometimes I need the Tums that are like seriously on my nightstand. I'm like, what is going on? I need to stop. Uh, eat mostly whole foods with a variety of fruits and vegetables. We talk about that a lot, about eating the rainbow. 
Yeah. Yes. And then um, alcohol, too, is a negative, unfortunately. So um, it does interfere with deep sleep patterns and can leave you waking up in the night or not feeling rested the next day. So limiting that, um, you know, to um, maybe early, a little earlier, not right before bed or um, not as often, um, and then decreasing that caffeine intake. Caffeine does stay in your system for 10 hours. So um, limiting it after lunch, that might be your cutoff. Okay. You know, Know, uh, midnight or whatever if you go to bed at 10. Um, so it can help you get better sleep. So um, you can also switch which caffeine you use um, throughout the day. So um, things like tea, you know, don't have as much caffeine. And so you could have something that doesn't stimulate quite as much as coffee. Um, and then exercise definitely um, does help because getting your heart rate up and moving your body is linked to better quality sleep and more deep sleep time. So, um, so that's important. Um, there are some foods and supplements that might help too. So those habits we talked about are important. Um, but there is an actual eating pattern that is linked to better sleep and research. Amanda, what is it? It is the Mediterranean diet. Yes. <laughs> um, so the Mediterranean diet includes seafood, olive oil, and other healthy fats, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds, as well as fruits and vegetables. Yes. So that's, that is associated in research with better sleep. Um, and so that's something that's interesting. And then also, um, there are reasons why maybe, and we'll talk about that now, but, um, eating whole foods is also associated with better sleep. And so, um, we talked about some of those important factors for sleep, like tryptophan, melatonin, serotonin. Um, and so a lot of those are actually found in your food sources. So, um, Alex, you want to talk about tryptophan sources? Yes. So some foods that have tryptophan to fan dairy seafood whole grain oats and wheat soy beans and lentils nuts and seeds red meat and eggs Yes, all good stuff. We all think about like Thanksgiving, you know, the turkey. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing fan. I think of. Yeah. Of course. So, but there yeah. are some supplements you may see out there that are supposed to help with sleep that do have tryptophan in them, but you can get them from a variety of foods. And then how about melatonin? Because you don't think about melatonin being in foods. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, we know, yeah. you know, but it's just not something that a lot of people nah. know. Maria, do you want to talk about the melatonin Absolutely. sources? Absolutely. Melatonin sources, whole grain, corn, and rice. I would not have thought that. Tomatoes, strawberries, tart cherries, ginger, almonds, and walnuts. Yes. So you could drink a little ginger tea in the evening. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, that would be something that you could do. And so, um, yeah, and ginger has more than tart cherries, which tart cherries are really interesting. We're going to talk about that specifically in a minute. And that's actually what um, brought this podcast along because I had a client asking me about tart cherries and sleep. So Yeah, and since we're talking about it, like if you think about the than somebody that eats lunch and let's say they have a lot of like tryptophan melatonin foods are they and they're like falling asleep at three o'clock would you say that that's like they maybe could decrease that or is that not gonna make that big of a difference you know what I mean yeah I I mean I would say you could watch that that's that was a question that they had right you know? so but um but I know like you know for me if you have um normal, healthy or healthy melatonin amounts during the day, I think it probably isn't going to be that huge of an impact, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it's something that you could, you know, think about because, and that's what we, we actually, the question he had was that exact one. And so we figured out that there were probably some other things with his habits that were causing him to be tired in the middle of the day, probably not the tart cherries, you know, right? But, yeah. um, but it could, you know, it's something to look at. Yeah. I was just thinking about listeners if they're like, oh, well, I shouldn't be eating this yeah. stuff because it's making me tired. Well, like you said, it's probably some other habits that are causing that. 
Um, and then some serotonin sources also. Kiwis, tart cherries. These tart cherries. Right? I know tart yeah. cherries. Well, that's it because they did some research on kiwis, and you know yeah. people that ate kiwis before bed actually had better sleep than nice. people who ate pears. That's my you know, and so and so it was actually a controlled study, and you know, yeah. so interesting. Again, any one of these things is probably not going to be a huge game changer, but it's interesting. You know, um, if you wanted to try to have some of these sources um, in the evening, it might help. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably isn't going to make you non-functioning and too tired during the day, but you never know. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, And then magnesium is another important player in sleep. Um, So you can find that in avocado, peanuts, soy milk, almonds, spinach, dairy, and bananas. So um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about tart cherry um, specifically. So it is a source of natural melatonin, tryptophan, and serotonin. It has all three. That's why it's so popular. Mm. Um, And anti-inflammatory compounds also, which are important for sleep. So there is some research on it, but it is limited um, that eating, you know, tart cherries can increase melatonin levels in the blood and it does result in modest improvements in sleep with decreases in insomnia and reduction in time awake during sleep. So just when you wake up, which is interesting. Um, the mechanism and ideal dose does still need to be researched, um, but they are safe for most people and they come in a pill form, like a dried um pill form juice, um, which can have added sugar. So watch for that. And then a concentrated juice with less sugar. Um, you can also buy frozen or fresh tart cherries. Um, the tart cherries have more of those compounds than sweet cherries. So it's not like those sweet cherries that you would buy. Um, they do have freeze dried tart cherries that I love. Um, you can buy those at the store. I would use those for snacks. Um, they taste kind of like Sour Patch Kids. Um, so I bring them in the car. And so those are really tasty. Um, so, um, but that's, tart cherries are interesting. And like I said, you can you can get them in a lot of different sources. And if you have trouble sleeping, that would be a place um, that, you know, I would say, hey, you may want to give it a try. Yeah, so. and it's cherry season now. So hopefully those can be yes. available fresh. Yes. Yeah, And great so for, for athletes too. Yes. There's some research with mm-hmm. like recovery and muscle mm-hmm. soreness in athletes mm-hmm. for tart cherry juice as well. So something about good to know. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I might put it in ice cream. I feel like that'd be good for something to do at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Melatonin is, so we're going to talk about a little bit about what it is and how it works in the body. So it's a hormone produced in the body to stimulate sleep and decrease body temperature preparing for sleep. Supplements do show promise to improve jet lag and insomnia with more limited evidence for improving time to fall asleep and sleep efficacy. But more research is definitely needed to find that optimal dose or delivery method and safety of long-term use. The lowest dose that may be helpful is about 0.3 milligrams of melatonin. Research has found limited serious adverse effects, which is good, and low dependence with melatonin. So it's relatively safe from what we know now. So if you um, like it, I've tried it before um, and I had really crazy dreams. (laughs) So I was like, I'm not doing that again. I don't know. Have any of y'all tried melatonin? I have. The real low dose is okay mm-hmm. for me now, but when I first started the morning shift to get, like, just do an abrupt sleep mm-hmm. pattern change, I had crazy dreams, and I could not I could not use it. So I don't know if, because I'm older now and, mm-hmm. like, having trouble falling asleep in a more 
regular time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Just I my body why. chemistry changed. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder why that would cause crazy. Is it just because you're like in deeper REM or like what it that was way? like the opposite of what I thought. Yeah. Really? How you felt? Yeah. Oh, I felt like I was I've never like done my it, brain was right, couldn't right, shut down. Right. And like, I was like, I was like anxious in my <laughs> dreams. And I remember I was like, I know. It was just so, but I could use like to me, I tried using it because we went to Europe, you know, and so I was thinking jet lag, like that kind of thing. So, but I think I'd rather eat foods that helped my own natural <laughs> melatonin production yeah. is probably what I would rather do. But, you know, yeah. it might work for some people. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. The next one, um, Cassie, tell me if I should say this one. Valerian? Yes. Root. Valerian. Interesting. Sounds like it's out of Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, did I say that right? Um, so it's an herb used for its sedative properties. Its researched benefits are mixed, but shows promise in some studies. And safety is well established, and doses range from 300 to 600 milligrams a day. Yeah. Where they, would you get that? You like get, at Mama it's Jean's? A, yeah, at Mama okay. Jean's or you know, a health food store, health food um, section. They have a tea that you, is the most common oh. way that people will do it. Um, and again, tea is something else that, that can bring your body temperature up, and then you get that drop in the evening just as another kind of bedtime routine, um, as long as you don't drink too much of it. So, um, But yeah, it's been used for a long time um, just with you know herbal types of things. Cool. So. I haven't ever tried it, but mm-hmm. um, and then magnesium is the last one. So magnesium is something that's fairly popular. It can help calm your body and relax your brain and muscles, which is interesting. Um, it increases the neurotransmitter GABA, which can help decrease anxiety as well. And so research does show modest benefits in sleep time and quality. So about 300 milligrams of magnesium glyconate is recommended for sleep. So that form tends to be the best or most well-researched form. There's tons of different ways you can get magnesium in, but that specific form is what's recommended for sleep. And the safety is well-established. So. And a lot of t- people take magnesium for all different reasons, but I, you want to take it closer to bedtime, right? Because mm-hmm. it can definitely make you sleepy yes. throughout the day. So it's not something you want to be taking like in the a.m. or you're going to feel yeah. a little groggy. Yeah. Yes. Good point for sure. So um, so I know I have a lot of people that say, okay, I've tried all the things. What if nothing works? And I still can't sleep. So just want to, you know, first off, don't give up. Things can get better um, because being stressed about sleep can make it worse. I know. I've, have y'all been there? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, keep a journal so you have information and can make better decisions for you. Um, again, trying to relax and focus on what you can control sometimes can take the pressure off. Um, and that knowing that your body and situation are unique and this is probably hopefully will get better. Um, and it may require some trying some different things and adjusting as you go and maybe trying something different that didn't work before, but may work now. Um, and also talking to a professional for help. If you're really struggling, such as your doctor, that's who I would start with. Um, a health coach, if you're really help working on habits or a dietitian if you want to learn how to incorporate um, certain foods and other habits to help um, with your sleep situation. So um, so just in summary, some of our takeaways today, um, sleep is very important for overall health as much as movement, nourishment, and community. So we need to all definitely focus on it. Yes. And then know how much sleep you need and focus on getting your required sleep consistently. Again, everybody's different, but knowing what you need is very important. Have a healthy bedtime routine to set you up for success. And you can start small and focus on one thing at a time. Control your environment to get the best sleep. Making changes in your room, your bedding, and who you are sleeping with can really impact your sleep. And that includes your pet. Yes, it's true. 
Um, eating healthy, balanced, whole food, and moving your body every day can make a huge impact. Think about movement you enjoy and whole foods that make you feel good. Yes. And lastly, avoid the quick energy traps of high caffeine, high sugar, high processed foods, um, because that can be a vicious cycle because those can negatively impact your sleep. So you get less sleep, then you want more of those, and then you get less sleep, and it's hard to get out of that. So um, so definitely try to avoid those those traps throughout the day. So all right. Well, hopefully you guys learned some things about sleep. I know I did and um, got some good tips for some things that you can work on. Um, and I definitely am going to focus on this more. Amen. If you enjoyed today's topic, go ahead and like this episode and add a comment below. If you have a topic request, comment that below too. If you've been listening to Practical Nutrition for a while now or are brand new to our channel, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We are continuously trying to grow this platform to share all of the nutrition knowledge that we can, and those reviews can help us do that. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and we look forward to seeing you next time.